Welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Before we even start, I wanna I wanna tell you the things that we're gonna go through. Big weekend in college football, a lot of determining factors, a lot of playoff contention is in play this weekend. We have probably the best game of the year, the biggest game of the year. Number two LSU going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Number three, Alabama. Um, so it, it's big this weekend. I'm gonna give you the breakdown on that. Um, I'm gonna give you my game pick. Um, either today or next episode where I give you my game picks. But I'm gonna break down that game um a little bit, and then College Football Four. We're gonna talk about that as well. Um, now that the rankings have came out, and NBA load management, NBA load man- load management, and the Kawhi Leonard problem. Um, so, that's what we have here today, um, I'm gonna, we're gonna tackle, we're gonna tackle, we're gonna tackle these, we're gonna tackle these subjects, um, not expediently, but in a timely manner, um, I I was very excited to come on here and, and give you guys my take on the college football four, and, and, not only that, and, LSU, Alabama, and this NBA load management, which is getting a lot of talk. I'm going to talk about that, and maybe we get into some Cleveland Browns talk. I don't know, but maybe we will. Um, So, let's go. Boys are back in town. Oh, the boy. The boys are back in town. Okay, let's go, guys. So, I come here today. I want to break down Alabama, LSU going to Alabama this week. We all know. And before I get into the logistics of the game, I want to first talk about and explain Tua's health. Star quarterback of Alabama. Um, now he's going through a he's going through an ankle injury, um, ankle injury that he suffered three weeks ago. Uh, fa- thankfully, Alabama, their schedule worked out perfectly. Where where it whereas. They play Arkansas. They had a bye, and Mark Jones, Mac, you know, Mark Jones didn't have to do too much against Arkansas. Arkansas is horrible, so the schedule worked out for them. Had a bye, play Arkansas, one of the worst SEC teams in the conference, maybe the worst. And now he's having to go against LSU. Now, before we get into how big of the game, how big of a game this is. Before we get into that, I want to ask, how is Tua's ankle ankle injury, how is it going to respond? Because he had a similar injury last year, if you recall, going into the, from the SEC championship, 
going into the college football four and he had a month to recover his ankle and it comes and he comes out and he was like, Hey, I'm I'm gonna be honest, hey, my ankle is still not a hundred percent. Even with a month of resting it and recovering it, a month then it still wasn't hundred percent. He's coming back in three weeks. He's coming back in three weeks. I wonder how how his ankle is going to how how's his ankle going to respond to to LSU and to and to to big the big lineman when the big lineman tackle you or when they fall on you how does he how does he respond how does the ankle respond how does the ankle respond um now I. I assume two is going to play in this game. This is this is Alabama's biggest game up to date so far. This, so I, I assume Tua is going to play in this game. Now Alabama, I'm sure Alabama Nick Saban, I'm sure they are not going to give us the logistics, and they are not. They are not going to tell us how. What's his like? What's his like? They're not going to tell us if he's eighty percent, seventy five percent. They're not gonna tell us that. But I'm pretty sure that he is gonna be he's gonna go. He's gonna be a go for this game. It's Alabama's biggest game up to date so far this year. And it has playoff contentions all over it has playoff written all over it. So assuming to a ankle isn't fully healed, which I don't think it is. Assuming that it's not, assuming that it's not, I wanna ask what how how how's Bama how's Bama gonna respond to the workload? How's Bama gonna respond to the workload? The workload that's gonna be put or that is put on Tua usually because Tua is a tremendous athlete. And a, he's he's one of the best players in college football, one of the best quarterbacks in college football. You can even argue the best over the last two years. But considering the ankle and considering all aspects, I'm sure Alabama is not gonna I'm sure Alabama they're gonna have to find other ways to dominate this game and win this game. Because Tua himself and his health in the ankle, I don't think is going to be able to hold up. I don't think it's going to be able to hold, hold up. I don't think it's going to be able to hold up through a game like this as physical as I think it's going to be. LSU, they've lost eight straight to Bama. But that is that is that is need that is that is that is besides the point. These games, especially last year's game, last year's game was really good and was really tight. And LSU's defense played Alabama's offense really well. But can Alabama? These are some questions. Can Alabama run the football? Can they run the football with some with, with some success? Because if they can run the football, obviously that takes away that takes away to a happening to do so much.
That take away that takes away that aspect. Can Alabama control the line of scrimmage offensively and run the football down LSU's throat? Can they do that? Bama's run game is going to be important. Bama also may have the best receiving core or crop or trio of receivers in the nation. Can they provide some help for Tua? Can they can they can they do that? Can they can they provide some sense of or take off some of the load off of Tua? Can they do that? That's going to be a question against a, a good a, a good LSU secondary. But the story of this game, I think, is going to be, I think either where LSU wins this game or Alabama wins this game, I think the story is going to be, and the story of these games, of this series, of this matchup, it hasn't been like this for a long time. But, believe it or not, the story of this game is going to be how good is Alabama's defense? How is Alabama's defense going to respond to the high-potent, high-explosive offense of LSU's? LSU has had offensive issues for years. And for years in this matchup, in this rivalry, quote unquote, in this rivalry, in this matchup, LSU hasn't, you have to go back all the way, you have to date back all the way to 2010 to find the last time LSU scored 20 or more points against Alabama. You have to go back almost 10 years. To, to find and pick out where LSU had somewhat of a good offensive production and good offensive game against Alabama. So, LSU for years has struggled offensively, and not even necessarily struggle, but they've been boring offensively. They've been old-schooled offensively. And lad, and this year, they have a nice receiving core. They can run the ball. LSU's always been able to run the ball, but they can run the ball. But mainly, mainly, LSU has a Heisman candidate quarterback. They have a Heisman candidate playing the quarterback position, Joe Burrow. He's a Heisman candidate. He takes the offense to new heights. And this is where LSU has transformed into a, from a 1990 power offense to a 2019 offense. Joe Burrow. LSU could be able to, they had great backs in the past. They've had, they've had great backs in the past. They've had good linemen in the past. They have had some, they've had good running games. But what sets LSU apart this year is them being able to beat you over the top. But get this. So for years, LSU has been 
weak offensively and have been offensively limited the last few years. Well, also, Alabama has been known for its defense. Saban's defense is dominant. Usually, Saban's defenses are dominant. But this year, the defense is good. Don't get me wrong. The defense is good. But it's not as dominant as we are accustomed to seeing a Bama defense being dominant in the Nick Saban era. Since Nick Saban has arrived at Alabama, we have known most of his championship winning teams and most of and just just about all of his teams have been dominant defensively and this team this year is not that it, 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 it has not been that and this is not a bad defense this is not a bad defense but to be honest it has not been that this year so far it hasn't it has not been that this year so far and I'm thinking, hey, maybe Bama defense comes to play. Maybe de- maybe their defense comes to play. But to be honest, this LSU offense, this is this is Bama's Bama, this is Bama's by far toughest opponent this year. And I just think LSU offensively is different. They're different offensively. From the last few years. See, last few years, LSU's been limited offensively. They haven't been able to beat you down the field. They haven't they haven't been able to, either if it's been a quarterback situation, either if it's, if it's been a play calling situation or lack of speed and um and you know speed to, capable enough to get down the field and Take the top off the defense. All that. Bama's, I mean, LSU, they don't struggle with that this year. They, they, they don't struggle with that this year. They, can, they, they, they are more than capable of throwing the ball down the field and beating you over the top. And that's what worries me. Because Alabama's defense is not as dominant as it's been for the last... I mean, since Saban's been down there in Tuscaloosa. LSU, look at this. this look how funny this is. And look at this. I, I, I'm telling you, this is going to be the key to the, this is going to be the keys to the game. Because Tua is going to be limited. I like Tua. He's very talented. I, I, I explained that already. But I don't think Tua, with three, week, three weeks of, of trying to overcome this injury... I don't think he's going to be 100%. I'm almost willing to bet that he's not going to be 100%. But the keys to the game, with him not being 100%, or with him, with me thinking that he's not going to be 100% and fully healthy, you have to take some of the workload off. Some of that is, it comes from offensively, but unlike past years, LSU is dominant, and it's really it's 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 exp- their offense is explosive this year, and unlike certain years, on unlike certain past years, offense 
is not as dominant. Alabama has they usually in the first just in the first round they have three or four guys off their defense getting drafted in the first round. Three or four guys. That's four guys out of eleven in the first round that's getting drafted. That's a quarter. That's probably that's that's like a that's almost half of your guys on defense being first rounders. They don't have that this year. They're good defensively. Like I said, they are good defensively because it's Alabama. It's a lot of talent, but. They are not they are not as dominant as we are accustomed to seeing an Alabama defense being as dominant. We're not as we're not we're, we are accustomed to seeing that and they're not that this year. At least they haven't proven it. LSU, but not well, let's not get it mistaken. LSU in this matchup has lost eight straight. Like I always stated. The last time LSU scored more than 20 points in this matchup or rivalry, whatever you want to call it, you have to date back all the way to 2010 where LSU scored more than 20 points in this matchup. So this is a big game for LSU and Ed Ordron. This is a big game. This game, LSU needs this game more than Bama. Bama has beaten LSU eight straight times. LSU hasn't. This is the reason. This is the reason Les Miles is a good coach. But later on in his tender in LSU, later on, Duke can be Alabama. Duke can be Alabama. And that's why Les Miles is is he's in Kansas right now. That's why he's at Kansas right now. And this is why he doesn't have the LSU job. Because he was unable, and LSU is all about winning national titles, winning SEC titles, and in order to conquer and do both of those things, you have to be Alabama. You have It's a must. In order to win the national title, in order to win the SEC championship, and win SEC championships, plural. National titles, plural. You have, you have to be able to be Alabama. And this is why Les Miles is not here no more eating grass. So, Ed Orgeron has to win this game. I'm not saying that if he, if he, not saying if he loses this game, he's going to get fired. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. By any means, no. But, if you had to choose who needs this game more, LSU or Alabama, LSU certainly, without a shadow of a doubt, they need this game more than Alabama does. They just do. They need this game more than Alabama does. Now, I want to get to the college football playoff aspect of this game. Neither the loser of this game is not automatically eliminated from the college football four. By any by by any means, the loser of this game is not out of the college football four. Hell, it might even do you best or serve you best. I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm bo- I'm sure. Not sure that um 
I'm not so sure that LSU, if they lose this game, say if LSU lose this game. Say if LSU lose this game, okay? Say if he lose this game. They have they have a, a win against Texas. Coming into the season was a top 25 team. They have a win against Florida. Florida's a top 10 team. They have a win against Auburn, another ranked opponent. They have wins against three ranked, well, Texas was, was ranked. They have three quality wins. Three quality wins. They have three quality wins on the season. I don't think you can. I don't think the. I don't think LSU is automatic. I don't think the committee would just eliminate LSU from the playoff. I, 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 I really, I seriously don't think they would just cut LSU from the playoff. I really don't. I really don't think that. I don't think that would. I don't think the committee. Is thinking like that. I don't think the committee is thinking like that. I'm sorry. And this can now move us on to the college football playoff um, rankings that happened on November the 5th. Now, this whole college football playoff ranking for the first time, the inaugural selection show. It's good for entertainment. It's good for TD, TV. It's good for ESPN. The The... the the um the the committee they send the they send their rankings and the lists the top six lists to uh, ESPN ESPN displays it. It's good for entertainment, you know. It's good for entertainment. You know, got on TV. It's for TV. Of course, the big surprise to some. I ha- even though I had I, I, I had do that. I just gave Clemson the edge, though. But the big surprise was Clemson being at five. Basically being in the outside looking in. Clemson at five and Penn State at four. That was the big surprise. And now the Clemson fan base, that's not sitting too well with them. But I would tell Clemson fans, do not worry. Do not worry. All these other selection shows that they're going to have don't matter. It's crap. It's crap. It doesn't matter. Next week, if Penn State loses to Minnesota, if Penn State loses to Minnesota, or Alabama loses to LSU, one of those two teams will probably be fifth. And the next set of fan base, you know, They'll be, the next set of fan bases will be, you know, in an uproar and mad. You know, you know what rankings matter? The only rankings that matter is the last rankings that come out on that Sunday. After all of the conference championship games.
that 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 is that that's the ranking. That that that's the rankings that matter. All of these other rankings that pop up and show doesn't matter. Truly doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. So, Clemson fans, if you're in an uproar about where Clemson with with Clemson being at five, don't worry, it's okay. Don't worry. Clemson will be just fine. Because of you know, and I get why the committee has Clemson. I, I get why the college football playoff committee has Clemson at five. Clemson is um the, the Clemson they don't have really they don't have no quality wins. The the the, the lone win that they have is against a Texas A&M team, a three loss Texas A&M team, who we really don't know how good they are. So that's their one quality win. That's Clemson's one quality win. Win. Clemson then struggled to beat North Carolina. That was that 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 was a that was a death trap. That could have been a death trap for Clemson. And Clemson, let's just be honest. ACC is a Power Five conference, but the ACC is horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> At least the team race. Between Oregon and Utah, the ACC is bad. And in that coastal division of the ACC, it's bad. It's horrible. They All those teams are beating up on each other. It is bad. So, but this is why I say don't worry, Clemson fans. Because if Clemson wins out, they got to play a Wake Forest team that's ranked. If Clemson wins out and they win the ACC championship, which... They most likely will. They will be certain. They will be. They will be certain locks. They will be locks to make it into the four. So Clemson fans, if you're if you're in a panic, you're fine. It's okay. You'll be just fine, Clemson fans. If you're in a shock, if you're in, if you're in an uproar, it's just fine. Because ESPN, they need the ratings. They're gonna put. The, they, they're gonna put. They're gonna keep showing you the selection show up until the last Sunday of the, the of the last ranking that really matters. They're gonna keep throwing the rankings out there because it's gonna draw attention. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. But I mean, if you want to be honest, I've seen an Alabama team. That lost one game, didn't get to the SEC championship, and still make it to the playoff. So it's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. It's just fine. Also, Alabama, they have one quality win, and that's against Texas and them as well. But Alabama hasn't looked okay. But no, no, you know, just something to throw out there. But it's just fine. If you're a Clemson fan, your word is okay. And if you are a, 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 a LSU fan and LSU loses on Saturday and LSU finds themselves at five, it's just fine. Because, uh, I mean, I've seen an Alabama team not make it to the SEC championship game, 
still make the college football four and win the championship. So it's just fine. The only rankings that matter is the last rankings on selection sun- on selection Sunday. Those are the those are the only rankings that matter. Simple as that. I'll be back with you with you guys to talk about the NBA load management, how I feel about that. Um on the next segment. Okay, so I'm back. I'm going to give you guys what you've been waiting for. Um, well, not what you necessarily been waiting for, but I'm going to talk about NBA load management now. Before I get into my take, or before I, or before I give my take, I want to first say I understand, I grasp the concept of both sides with this low management. I understand both sides. I get the point that, A, yes, this is a player's league. This has always been a player's league. This league is driven by by the star players. It's always been driven by the star players in every era. The 80s, it was Magic and Bird, the 90s, it was Michael, early 2000s, Shaq and Kobe and Iverson, 2000s, LeBron, Noun, LeBron, Curry, Harden, Kawhi, I get it, it's the Stars League, and I also get the point, hey, Kawhi, He's the best player in the league. He has leverage. He negotiated that with the with the Clippers. That was in the stipulations of, hey, you keep Lou Williams, don't trade him. You trade for Paul George, I need him. And you give me 20 to 22 nights off. And then I'll be ready, I'll be ready for the playoffs. I get it. I get that's what the Clippers negotiated. I get that's what Kawhi and his camp negotiated. I understand that firmly, but I am totally, totally against the low management situation. I'm totally, I am anti-low management, and I know the low management is a newer term, and it's not really uh, the old school players and the old school guys that think that way, they, they don't like it. I gotta agree. Low management. I I, I don't get it. I, I mean, I get it, but I don't quite grasp the concept. I, I, well, I, let me not say that, because I just said I do. I, I do get it. But I find it very strange and odd that Kawhi now has missed two games and the season just started three weeks ago. And he's missed two games do the load management, and this will be a continuous theme because this is what Kawhi did last year. This is what Kawhi did last year. 
And, okay, it worked. Okay, so, so what? So what it worked last year? So what Kawhi only played 60-something games last year? Who cares? What if, I mean, that, that, that doesn't mean that every year a guy, he, he, a guy or a star player that takes nights off for low management, that doesn't mean, that doesn't absolutely mean that it's going to end up or the, the, the story is going to be written the same way as it was with Kawhi on the Raptors last year. Just because Houston, hey, says, okay, Harden, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, this year we're going to give you 15 to 17 games off due to load management. That does not mean the Rockets is going to win a title. Kawhi, the Clippers can say, Kawhi, we're going to load management, you're going to miss 20 games this year. That does not mean that it's going to equal up to a championship. That doesn't mean you're going to have the same championship run and title run that Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors did last year. There's no guarantees in this. There's no guarantees in this situation whatsoever. There's none whatsoever. You can be resting a guy, and when the guy comes back for the following game or the next game, and he plays, what if he tears ACL? What if he tore his Achilles? What if he tears his Achilles? I mean, I hate to think that extreme, but that can poss- that can possibly happen. Like, that's not out of the ordinary. That can possibly happen. You're trying to preserve a guy for the postseason. You're trying to rest a guy for the postseason. And what if the game, next game you decide to go ahead and play him, what if he tears his Achilles? What if he tears it? Then what? Then what? Like, there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees in this low management thing. There's no guarantees when you step out on the court and you play basketball. There's no guarantees whatsoever. And like I give this is this is another reason I was listening to Mark Jackson's commentary all throughout last night of the Clippers and Bucks game. He had tremendous tremendous commentary while discussing Kawhi Leonard's and the Clippers load management situation. And the way how he placed it and put it is perfect. Um, don't have the recordings. I didn't have. I didn't have. I don't have the recordings right in front of me. But he was basically saying the same thing. It's unacceptable that Kawhi Leonard is missing a game on national television against the Bucks. ESPN. You think ESPN was happy with that last night? You think the producers and the executives of ESPN? You thought you do you think they were pleased that? They had Giannis and the Bucks, mind you, who's one of the best Eastern Conference teams in the league, take on the Clippers, one of the best Western Conference teams in the conference. And not only did they have they didn't have Kawhi, they didn't have Paul George to start off with. The Clippers have no Paul George to start off with. But then they have no Kawhi. So, you think ESPN signed up for that? 
ESPN didn't sign up to watch. I love I love Lou Williams. I like him. He's he's one of the best six man. He's one of the best role players in NBA history, if not the best in NBA history. He and he has the he has the accolades accolades to to prove so. But ESPN, the NBA, the NBA didn't get new TV deals because of Lou Williams and guys like Lou Williams and Montrez Herald and Patrick Beverly. And I like those guys. All due respect to those guys. I like watching them play. But that's not how that's not how the NBA landed those 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 nice TV deals. A couple years back. That's not how they got that. They got it because they got stars. It's a star driven league. And they got the TV deals. The big TV deals. Let's put it like that. The big TV deals. They got the big TV deals. Due to the stars. The stars. And I know you can say, oh, it's a lot of it's a lot of networks that would hey, if ESPN or TNT Turner Sports was to drop the NBA due to low management and the stars not playing, I know you would make the argument, oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh networks that would pick up the NBA. Okay, but still, these are how they land the big TV deals. So don't give me that. Don't give me the oh Kawhi didn't play because Low management. He and then, the, and then the doctors. They come out with some. The Clipper doctors, I guess, they come out with some lame excuse talking about how uh, Kawhi is not a healthy player. But Kawhi is scheduled to play against the Blazers today on TNT. A game that comes on on TNT. The Clippers play the Blazers. Kawhi is scheduled to play against the Clippers. But just yesterday, just yesterday, he wasn't a healthy player. Now he's a healthy player. I, 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 I'm not quite understanding it. How, like, what do you mean by a healthy player? What do you mean by healthy player? What do you mean by healthy player? Because he's he's healthy now. He's healthy the de- the, the next day. I'm sorry. He's healthy the next day. This is no disrespect to Kawhi, but this is a league trend. This is not just a Kawhi Leonard thing. Um, it 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 has well. It really started with the Spurs organization a few years back with Duncan and Ginobili, where the where the Spurs had Duncan and Ginobili and they took nights off. It started right there. Then LeBron picked it up. Then Kawhi did it last year, and now it's a it's a continuous theme in the league. It's a continuous theme in the league. And how do you stop it? Like, what have we gotten into? What have we gotten into now? Kawhi Leonard's played like six games in four months. Didn't they have a whole summer break? Didn't they have a whole summer vacation? Kawhi Leonard's played like Where's the applications for those jobs? He gets paid millions of dollars. Where's the applications for those jobs? Come to work four days? For four days? 
four times in four months. You he played literally like six, seven games in four months. Hey, can you hey whoever I mean whatever wherever these jobs are at, can you send them? To, can you send the link to my email? Can you send the link to my email so I can sign up for that job right now? <laughs> I mean, guys making a ton of money. He's making millions of dollars. And he's played six, seven games in four months. <laughs> please, please show me. Somebody tell me where's the application for this job where you only show up seven times in four months and you get paid millions of dollars. Please, please, somebody show me the job. Show me this job. Send the link to my email. Please send the link to my email. Because I mean, he hasn't played a he, I mean, play the play the damn games. He hasn't played a he hasn't played. He, I mean, he hasn't. He's only played like eight games in four months. <laughs> the season just started. Season started what three weeks ago? Two and a half weeks ago. It started three weeks ago. <laughs> he's already taken two. He took two nights off already due to load management. Give me a break. Give me a break. He's taking two nights off due to load management already. And we're not even 20 games in yet. At least wait till Paul George get back. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is crazy. This is crazy, man. Oh, my gosh. Where are the jobs at like this? I mean, where where does this where's where, where does the where do these type of jobs exist? I mean, send me the application right now. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to fill out one. Where you show up for seven seven times in four months and you get paid millions of dollars. I I I I'd be happy to sign that application. I mean. I, I don't know where the league goes from here because I'm sure Adam Silver, he doesn't like it. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure ESPN did not like that Kawhi was sitting out against the Bucks and Giannis, league MVP, on a nationally televised game. I'm sure that's not what the ESPN executives wanted. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Play the damn games, man. Play the games. Play the games. Please play the games. I mean, why? I mean, why are we doing that? Why? You know? But hey, what do I know? What do I know? And that, don't let me, don't, do not let me tackle the other aspect of players the negative downside of players star players sitting out for low, due to load management say hey say if it's a single father with two kids he works two jobs kids are huge nba fans his kids are huge Kawhi Leonard fans. And 
They live in Charlotte. Say they live in Charlotte. And, the kid, you know, the dad saves up. He saves up a good amount of money. Buy the jerseys. Get the best possible tickets. So his kids, so his two kids can go see their favorite player. Dad works two jobs. Saves up, saves up money. Save his pennies up. Save money. So his kids can go see their favorite player. And they live in Charlotte. And the Clippers make their only... This is, The Clippers and Kawhi only come to town one time a year. And that dad and his two children arrive at the arena... And they look at the active the, or the inactive list and they see, oh, Kawhi Leonard out due to low management. What do you say to the fans? What do you say to the fans? Two kids, father, purchases tickets for his kids to go see their favorite player and Pays a lot of money for these tickets. But the product that he paid for, for his kids, is not playing due to, quote-unquote, low management. Sure, that's a whole other aspect where the NBA, where, where do the fans come in at this? Where do the fans come in at this? Do you screw over your fans? You screw over your fan base? You screw over your fan base? What do you tell your fans? Hey, Kawhi Leonard's out do low management. This dad, father of two, just paid a ton of money for tickets, jerseys, to see their favorite play Kawhi Leonard. And come to find out Kawhi Leonard is out due to low management. You know, the fans, they're, you know, it's a star-driven league. Yes, that it is. But the fans also make the league, too. The fans, they want to see the product. It's a demand. It's a, de- it's a demand. It's a demand for the product. And the fans are the consumers, and they want to see it. And, what, and if, you're, if you're the NBA, if you're the Clippers... If you're Kawhi Leonard, if you're any other star player, what do you say to the fans that pay their hard-earned money? Your favorite player only comes to town once a year, and you go all out to purchase a ticket for that game, and you come to you come to realize, hey, yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Out due to load management. Stings. What do the NBA tell their fans? <clears throat> Got some big questions to answer. By the way, don't forget to send that link. Th- that job. Don't don't forget to send that link to my email. I mean, I, I mean, where do you find a job out like that? NBA has a big question to answer. And the next bargaining agreement, that will probably come up about the load management. That is a big issue going on right now in the NBA. As we shift, a couple weeks ago, I talked about shifting into a new era, into a new decade. 
that's one of the biggest questions that the NBA has to tackle or deal with hands-on. Okay, so I'm back. Um, I'm going to give you guys the Thursday night football. Uh, I, I should have been done it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Oakland. I like Oakland. I, I like how the way they've been playing so far. Uh, good football team. Better than what I thought and what I predicted. That's on my behalf. Um, the Chargers too, just too inconsistent and up and down for me. So I'm going to take Oakland win this game 30-24. to It should be a good game. But um, I have Oakland winning this game, and I'm out. I didn't want to hold you guys any much longer. Thank you for listening. You guys are doing a great job with clicking. Keep clicking away. This is how the guy gets the money. Um, but you guys are, I mean, awesome. Awesome support on, on all seriousness. Awesome support, and you guys keep clicking on my podcast. Let's go.